0: Hey, podcast listeners, thanks for making Question of the Day the number one podcast on iTunes. Well done.
1: And if you like us and want this podcast to continue, please subscribe, rate, review, feedback, let us know. And you can find us on Twitter at QOD. Thanks.
0: Hey, James, I got a question for you.
1: Tell me what your question is, and let me answer it before you tell me the Quora answer.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, we were talking, you and I, not long ago about Louis C.K., who you are a big fan of, huge fan of, but you also have good, interesting, complicated reasons for why you think he's so good. And I have a kind of related question I'd like to ask you here from Quora. Sure. The question is, what makes messy messy?
1: Uh uh, I have an answer for this that's related to something I did yesterday. Tell Can me. I tell you a story? Yeah. So have you heard of the book The Art of Tidying Up? Uh, no, but I like it already. Okay, so The Art of Tidying Up is this bestseller in Japan. It's sold 2 million copies in Japan. It's a Japanese author, a woman who helps her clients tidy up okay. their houses. And so what do you think that means, tidying up? It means kind of straightening or organizing your papers. And she says before you even begin tidying up, you have to discard Everything. And the way you discard everything, like let's say you're discarding things on a bookshelf. You don't just throw books into a garbage bag. You put all the books on the floor. You pick each one up. And you see if it. If you feel joy when you pick it up. And if you do, you put it back on the bookshelf. Else you throw it in the garbage can. You do, and she has an order. F- first do books, clothes, mm-hmm. uh, papers, Keeper. uh, Photographs, Relatives, uh, pets. Who, who knows? It probably applies. You know, if a relative doesn't give you joy, why spend time <laughs> with them? So I did this Sunday, just mm. uh, a couple days ago. Your
0: whole house or just one room?
1: The whole house. Holy cow. And we threw out everything. We donated all the books and recyclables. The, the closets are empty because I wear like maybe... Three or four pairs of pants, a couple of T-shirts, a couple of sweaters, and, you know. This is all leading to a bigger thesis, which is you don't need a house, then, do you? you. No, because the reason we did this was we had spent the prior seven weeks just doing Airbnbs. So we weren't renting and we weren't owning. We were just traveling around doing Airbnbs. And we realized we didn't need anything other than just the two or three outfits I had with me. The two or three outfits she had with her, you know, the bed that comes with the Airbnb and, you know. the. Now,
0: you do appreciate that you've built a life where you can be a hobo like that.
1: Yes, but it's not about the airbnb It's the fact that we realized we didn't need anything else but what was in our suitcases. Mm -hmm. And so we went home and we basically got rid of everything Mm. but what was in our suitcases. And, of course, the bed and in true Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fashion, we kept a towel.
0: Wow. And I can't we, and, wait to hear in a few weeks, in a few months, in a few years. I mean, do you, were there possessions among those that you discarded that you would consider beloved or treasured in any well, way?
1: Well, if I, if I did, I would have kept them. Okay. So there was a book or two that I really enjoyed the the writing, and I kept those books. Mm. There was a photograph of my two kids as little babies. I kept that. Mm-hmm. Um, but almost everything else, nothing I kept nothing
0: and it's really too soon to ask or answer the question but what did it feel like I guess this morning when you woke
1: up it felt incredible so let me ask you like when you get like I'm trying to think of an example let's say you just bought an xbox Mm -hmm. you wake up and you want to go downstairs and play with your new toy Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like to me like I wanted to wake up and the nothingness was my new toy I mean, literally nothing. Like, we got rid of the bookcases that had the books. Mm. We got rid of desks.
0: How much do you think that your joy was caused by novelty, however? Obviously, it's impossible to answer that question, but if you speculate.
1: It's not totally impossible because we've been gone for almost two months from these things anyway. Mm -hmm. So I already know that I wasn't even once missing these things. And
0: what do you think are the advantages conferred by getting rid of it? What does the actual lack of stuff do for you? Is it a psychological thing that you think, you know what?
1: Take take an extreme. Let's say you're trying to write on a desk that's just filled with garbage. And let's say your screen's blurry. You probably won't be as focused on the writing. So it's the same principle to the other extreme that now just without clutter, it's much easier to just – as she puts it, to be tidy, to Mm. just slip right into what you're supposed to be doing, which is working instead of navigating. You're trying to find things in the garbage and the clutter and and so on.
0: It reminds me of an argument I heard um, a bunch of years back about black and white photography versus color photography. And this was when I was working at the New York Times Magazine, which did a lot of great photography. And the photo editor at the Times, Kathy Ryan, who I believe is still the photo editor, we would talk about this, black and white versus color, especially because at the time... In the Times Magazine, there was a lot of color photography, but they were just starting to think about having color photography in the main paper. And now, for those of you who still actually ever look at a real newspaper on paper or online, color photography is a given. The vast, vast, vast majority of the photographs are color. But it wasn't that long ago, 10, 12 years ago, that they were almost all black and white. And there was a lot of conversation and debate within the photography community about the superiority of black and white. Because black and white had always been considered the more kind of artful version. And once I asked her, the photo editor, Kathy Ryan, you know, what is it about it that makes it better? Is it just that it's cooler? Is it that it's old-fashioned, that's traditional, and therefore it kind of comes with – the weight of tradition that makes people serious, people think it's better? Is it because the best cameras, what is it? You know, what is it about black and white? She said, no, it's something very simple. She said when you look at a color photograph, color itself is so distracting and marvelous and overwhelming that it can take away from the message that a photographer is trying to send. In other words, Color photography can introduce kind of mental, visual, cognitive clutter that takes you away from seeing the message of what's actually in the photograph. And that's what reminds me of you talking about getting away the physical clutter in your home, in this case, is that you can concentrate on the thing you're trying to see. Like, if you're in a room full of books, even if you're not looking at the books, their presence is
1: there and can be distracting. It's the same thing as having, like, Facebook open while you try to work. Like, usually people have a, have trouble working. But on the photograph one, I wonder if that's true. I don't know. Like, if you think of the most famous photographs you know, obviously most of them are black and white because historically, black and white lasted a lot longer than color. Color's but, been around
0: longer than people think, but it wasn't used much for, quote, series photography. Yeah, Right. right. But,
1: and now I wonder that color is, because cameras are so... High density, the color is much more accurate. I wonder if it really does take away you from know, the message.
0: I think there are people who would argue both ways, convincingly both ways. I was, um, my son is going into high school. We've been touring high schools. This one place had a photography teacher. We didn't meet him, but one of the kids was talking about him because they loved this teacher. He only permits um, f- photography to be shot on film, no digital, and a lot black and white. And we asked why, and her answer was really interesting. This was like a ninth or tenth grader telling us, and she said it was because. Digital, because it's so cheap, easy, and available that it's easy to take 100 pictures that you just stop thinking about what you're actually trying to convey. Whereas if your supply is a little bit limited by whatever means, in this case film or knowing that you're actually going to have to develop it yourself, you're going to choose more wisely. And I thought, you know, that's a small issue for – most people in their lives photography doesn't matter that much but I thought the kind of philosophical part of that explanation was really it really hit home for me well
1: you know and it's related to the messiness thing too because now I have to think much more carefully about what I bring into my house because my house is empty so if something comes into my house it's got to be really special Mm. as opposed to just oh I'm going to throw it into this pile over here
0: James and I will have more to say about this in a minute but first we have to hear a quick word from our sponsor
1: Do Not Go Away Even if you know your way around coding, building a website can be tough. And I know this from experience because my very first business was building websites for companies. Creating a website that looks good and works well is time consuming. In this day and age though, everyone needs a website, whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, or whatever. Luckily, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required, which is key. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy to use tools to create your website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. Start your trial, build your website today with no credit card required. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to enter our offer code, which is the word question, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for question of the day. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So James, I hate to say this, but um,
0: that was a great answer you gave me to the question: What makes messy messy? But actually, I wasn't talking about messy like a messy house with a Y at the end of messy. It was um, what makes Lionel Messi Lionel Messi.
1: Is that? You know, so my wife's Argentinian. That's the oh. only reason I know, oh, so you know he's Messi. a soccer player. So, okay,
0: so your <laughs> wife is Argentine, so you know Messi. And my son is a football fanatic, and Messi's his favorite player. So do you want to take a shot at this uh, and answer this question? What makes Messi, Messi?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I okay. could just say, just from the professional athletes that I have spoken to, mm-hmm. the old, the one thing that makes a really talented player, the best player, Mm -hmm. is nonstop work and effort. Mm -hmm. So you look at, like, you know, the classic example is Michael Jordan. No matter how talented and skilled he was, he was always the first person on the basketball court every day uh, training and the last one to leave. And it's the same thing for Tiger Woods. It's the same thing for every tennis player. It's the same thing for every chess player. The guys who are super talented also have to work, you know, a, a lot of hours a day to keep it up so
0: it caught my eye because my son solomon is a huge um Messi and barca fan and so i know more about Messi than i do about other um soccer players plus he's you know one of the most famous in the world so there are a lot of things about him that are unusual he's really small um soccer is not a game that necessarily you need size for but he's unduly small so you'd think there'd be some disadvantages to that but he does seem to use it to his advantage so he kind of gets by in tight places Missy can dribble the ball while running faster than a lot of people can run without the ball. In other words, he's pretty fast to start with. You know how – you ever see people take like um, a marble or a ball in their fingers and roll it through? Yeah, like a
1: coin. Yeah.
0: So like he can kind of do that with his foot with a soccer ball, which is – when I look at a human foot like mine or yours and think about a ball and kicking it, I can imagine maybe two or three possibilities. Like kick down a little on it or maybe kick outside or inside. But I feel like for him, he's looking at like there are 100 potential angles. So there's some – there's this imagination going there. In terms of his style of play, he's a great scorer. He's a very, very, very efficient scorer, by far the most efficient scorer going. But he's also incredibly generous with the ball, and he distributes a lot. So even though he's the best scorer on his team by a long shot, he's always looking to create opportunities for his teammates. These days it's Neymar and Luis Suarez. And what's interesting, though, is to watch how that gets reciprocated then. Because when you're generous— In the right circumstances, people are generous to you. But all this is inconsequential. The thing, though, that when I think about all the things that make Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, and there are a lot of distinctive things about the way he plays, the way he sees the field, the way he distributes the ball, et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't even the answer about him that got me to thinking. It was about what makes anyone, anyone.
1: But let me ask you, though. So you listed a bunch of qualities he has, but you didn't tell me what makes him messy, Right. So, what do you think makes him messy? Like, why did he become the best? Is, I think, is he better than Pele, like, comparing if you try um, to make it apples with apples? So, my
0: son's always trying to settle that argument. It's really hard because Pele played a lot of it at um, what's now considered a lower-level uh, club team, Santos. A lot of things are very different. Um, so, if I had to say what makes Messi messy, there, there are a lot of physical attributes or a lot of training attributes or a lot of skills attributes, but honestly, I think he sees things very, very differently. Um, But he
1: must work hard to see those things.
0: He does, but it's a little bit like um, if you're a good writer or if you're a good musician or if you're a good chef or if you're a good whatever, lover, bicycle rider, whatever, there is um, that moment when you're in the flow, when you are doing something that you do so well that you're not thinking at all about doing it, but you're able to process information coming at you really quickly and adapt to it and make something awesome... And he does that more consistently than anybody I've ever seen on a
1: sport um, field. And, and is that because he's practiced more than anyone else, or you think he's just it's just God given talent?
0: No, you know me, I'm not a big fan of the God given talent as major explainer. Yeah, I think that he's practiced, and but I think, um, you know, the short answer is I don't know. And I think um, I could give you ten reasons that Lionel Messi is quote, is Lionel Messi. And um, and I don't really care. I just care that he is and that he's different. And I love that he's different. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this, Lionel Messi, who is called in my home, I don't mean this to be blasphemous, but my son calls him God. So he's literally thought of as kind of a deity in my house. Um, And yeah, I will say this, he's super boring. So when you hear him or when writers talk to him about the game, he's not interesting to hear talk about it.
1: I find that to be the case, actually, with most super athletes. I've seen that with baseball players, football players, basketball players. How's Lenny
0: Dykstra? Weren't you buddies with Lenny Dykstra for a while?
1: Uh, Not necessarily buddies, but I've hung out with him, and uh, you just get that sense that it's almost like he is not going to put in the work on thinking through something because he could just hit a ball.
0: So, do you think that is organic, or do you think that's a result of being so rewarded for being what he was good at from an early age that he never really had to develop it?
1: I think it's organic, and then he had to develop to get from third base to home. You don't think
0: Kobe Bryant thinks a lot about how he plays?
1: I think he does, but I think it's again, he started off on third base and Tom Brady? I don't know. I haven't heard him talk. But I've talked to other super quarterbacks, and it seemed like I would ask them specifically, how did you get this way? And they literally would not be able to even understand or process the question. Like, they were six foot eight and huge, and they know how to throw a football like 50 yards and hit the target.
0: So do you hold that against them personally?
1: No, no, not at all. I mean, I think— That's what they're good at, and other people are good at other things, and they still have to work hard to become the best in the world. Um, There's no avoiding that. There's no avoiding persistence.
0: To find out what James and I will be talking about next time, stick around. We'll have a sneak peek right after this. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code QUESTION at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it
1: beautiful. Did you know we released three episodes a week? I actually didn't know that. I thought we were releasing one a week. What happened? Uh, Subscribing to our show means you won't miss a single one. They arrive automatically, so please subscribe today. On the next question of the day... Alright, so let's get this out of the way. First, James, when do you shower? Uh, morning and night. Every every morning and every night. It's because I didn't start doing that until I got married. <laughs> um, first off, did you shower I, I don't morning know, or night before you got married? Question of the day is produced and mixed by David Herman with Allison Hockenberry and Greta Cohn.